you know, when they're looking in the history books, I can say, yeah, interview me for your project, for your history project. I was there. I did something. I don't know how that feels to be one of those people that says, well, yeah, someone did something. I'm glad it, glad everything worked out. Like, I just can't imagine just like watching from the sidelines. Right. And the fact is right now, no, and that's so true. And I mean, every time, every time anyone like mentions that, like, we're going to be able to tell our kids we're a part of history. Like that just gives me chills. Yeah. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture. Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I am Savannah. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. I am going back to that um, slogan because everybody said they like that better. And you know what? That's who we are. That's our roots. Let's just go back to that. Also, this is a special TCAP because it's not coming out on Saturday. Saturday, Savannah and I will both be, well, this whole weekend, we'll both be booked and busy but um this will come out before that so you guys will have something fun to listen to on your way to the march for live this is the march the for life march weekend. For Woo. we hope that everybody is going yes i hope or yes 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 if you are on the fence about going um you should go by the time you hear this um i'm gonna put this out on wednesday so when you're traveling wednesday or Thursday, or early Friday morning, you'll have something fun to listen to in the car. Um, and yeah, you should definitely come. If you're on the fence, if you need someone to come with, reach out to me. I'm sure you can even reach out to Savannah too. Yeah. And yeah. you can walk with us so you're not by yourself. I mean, and there's going to be thousands. You'll never feel alone. You're going to meet, there's going to be thousands of people. And it's one of the few times, well, I don't ever really feel unsafe, but I know a lot of other people who don't feel safe, they say this is one of the few times they feel like, okay. Cause like, you know, everybody there is nine times out of 10 a Christian and everybody there has a similar cause. Like, and the times I've been, it'll be like, no, I'm not exaggerating. Like 10,000 um, pro-lifers to like two protesters. So we out. There really are. There really yeah. are thousands and you really can't explain it you can't really describe it and you can't you don't really see because the media doesn't do a great job no. covering this right? they don't talk and about it really has. and so you really just have to come to see for yourself and yeah if you need someone to march with i mean yes like you said mallory you won't feel alone because there are tens of thousands of people but you might be a little bit intimidated um, maybe because there yeah. are so many people so i mean if you go on in live actions bio you can march with live action there's a group chat of like hundreds of people who are marching together who are meeting oh, up at one or you can message mallory or you can message me and we'll make sure that you have somebody to be with it is i went for the first time when i was in eighth grade so i don't know how old i was then uh but i was young and that was one of the things that 
that made me realize there are so many people in America who are pro-life. There are so many people who are willing to march. Like, the thing is, it's not like it's this fun vacation thing. We're not going to Bali, right? We're going to DC in the middle of winter and we're spending a day outside. Like, And it's cold. Heads up. It is going to be freezing. Yeah. The fact that there are so many people who are willing to give up a weekday to do that, that says a lot. You know, that says a lot. And this is going to be, I think, a very special one because it's our first one after Roe. And this actually started because of Roe. So I don't know what the future of the March for Life is after this week or yeah, after this weekend. But I'm guessing maybe they might change to maybe focus more on state marches or even just like do a big celebration in June. I don't know. Um, But this is a very, very special one. I think this is one that if you, like I said, if you were on the fence, if you're like, I don't know if I should go, this is the one to go to. It's also a good start. I think Melanie and I have both talked about this on the show about um, good starts. Like, if you want to get involved in the pro-life movement, this is a good place to begin. There are so many things you can be doing. Your local pregnancy resource center is so important. They are the hands and feet. They are, I mean, I cannot express how they're needed. I'm going to give a quick story um, about a pregnancy resource center. So on last Saturday, it was the North Carolina March for Life. So I went to that and there was a prayer breakfast. And our speaker was Dr. Um, Mark Harrison. And he was one of the people who um, kind of started with the abortion pill reversal. And he actually is lives in Concord, which is right beside Charlotte. And he helped a lady, hopefully I'm, you guys, Pray that I can get him on the podcast. I really want him to talk about what happened. Um, And he helped a lady who had taken the first pill uh, for the abortion pill, but she wanted to not do it. And this was before abortion pill reversal was like really big. Um, And she didn't, she like regretted it and she kind of wanted to take it back. And they were trying to figure out. So they called the pregnancy resource center that I donate to. And he was able to, um, so the people there were was able to connect um to him and he was able to help her the baby is like 15 now or something like that now you know i 15 years ago i was not donating to this pregnancy resource center 15 years ago i probably had maybe two dollars in my pocket um because i was like how 15 years ago i guess i was maybe like 10 um no or whatever i was a kid at that time point being though like these are the stories um that your i and i don't even donate i donate twenty dollars and like sometimes like that's literally nothing but then other times like you know what that's something it might not be you know it might not pay for the ultrasound machine but it's in there you know like it's it's not that check you know there's the people that do oh here you go twenty thousand dollars my my twenty dollars is like somewhere in that, you know. That's what I tell myself. So like, anyway, my whole point being is like these pregnancy resource centers really need our help and they need our time, our talents, our treasure, and um, because they're making real change, they're actually helping people. Like that baby save lives. I mean, that's truly in a situation where they're they legitimately saved a life, right? Yes, they reversed an abortion which would have killed this life, and they yes. they saved life. Yes, so that's. So going to the march gets you excited and pumped up. Actually, the march was part of what got me really involved. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard my story before. I've mentioned it a thousand times. But um, I had, you know, I got in an argument with a girl 
on um, Facebook about abortion. And then I was, saw all the sign to go to the March for Life in my college. And then I signed up. And then that was just kind of like, wow, there's so many people who are pro-life. Because at least for me in college, um, I was the only person in my friend group that was pro-life. Only person. I knew one other girl that was pro-life, but she wasn't like in my friend group. We were just like friends outside of that. And then eventually started getting involved with my campus ministry. But, like, before that, like, whenever we would have conversations, it would just be me against the entire group. And it was really – that's not fun. It's it's, Sometimes it's kind of hard, especially people who are non-confrontational. I'll be honest. If I'm confident, I'm not. I am pretty confrontational. Um, (laughs) But at the beginning, I was not confident. Exactly. At the beginning, I was not confident, so I was a little nervous. But like once I started like researching and do- learning for myself and becoming confident, I was like, actually, this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so right. I went to the march, and like it just really was like, wow, there's so many people who are pro life. A, B, I didn't even know there was all of these different things I could be participating. In. I didn't know I could be helping in this capacity. I got involved with students for life at my college, and then my grad school, and then blah blah blah. blah. Um, but my whole point is like going is a great first step you'll be able to meet other people figure out where you belong in the pro-life atmosphere because all of your gifts and talents we've had angelique on the podcast um she does art and i mean amazing and her talent is really helping um savannah and i both are great public speakers not to like tutor on horn but we're great public speakers and we're helping in that aspect like there's so many things um that you could be doing yes I, I mean, I, I can't plug the March for Life enough, okay? This is the largest gathering, the largest national gathering of people who have the same values of the mm-hmm. year. Right? Mm-hmm. That alone should make you be like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can spend a day doing this. The March yeah. for Life, I believe, was started the year after Roe v. Wade was mm-hmm. passed. I believe. I could be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive. Yeah. And this year is not just another March for Life, right? It's not just another uh, another year. This year is the first post-Roe March for Life. So a lot of people, I've had people ask me, you know, why are we still, why do we need to go to the March for Life in Washington, D.C.? Like, isn't that over? Isn't that done with? Well, yes, Roe v. Wade was overturned with the Dobbs versus Jackson decision this summer. But that only means that we have so much more to do, mm-hmm. you guys, because the only thing that the Dobbs versus Jackson did was give us the ability to protect life in our states, right? It removed this huge blockade we've had for 50 years. And so now we have the ability to protect life in our states. More than ever, we need to come together as a nation. You know, more than ever, we need to come together as individual people from individual states and brainstorm and say, hey, I'm from this state. This is what's going on. Or in this state, this is what's going on. And the March for Life is the place to do that. I'm not just talking about the March. I'm talking about the days before, the events before, the Students for Life Summit, the day Mm -hmm. after, Mm -hmm. um, protests at the Women's March the Mm -hmm. the next day on the Sunday. Mm You guys, it, it will change your life. It will change your life to know that there are so many people who who want to protect and defend life like you do. And it will change your life to know that there are so many ways that you can be involved in helping to save lives. There are so, like you said before, Mallory, there are so, like, it's not like, oh, I work in the pro-life movement, like doing one thing. There's, you can be involved in the fashion side of things. There's pro-life mm-hmm. makeup brands. If you're an influencer, you can help in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do graphic design, if you if you do finance, like, mm-hmm. like I, basically anything. Basically There's anything. coffee. You guys, we've had the coffee uh, company coffee. on here before. Yeah. Right? Um, everyone, 
everyone can be, and I actually believe that everyone has an obligation to be in this fight for human rights. When I, I gave a talk last Friday night to some middle schoolers, and I started off the talk by saying, hey guys, did you know that there are over 2,000 people killed in America today? I said something like, um, like, you know, like, happy Friday night, but there's something really bad that happened today. Did you guys hear about it? And everyone was like, why? Like, where was that? That was in America? Like, what? It was abortion. We have to remember that every day, yes, we, we all live these unique, wonderful lives, right? Every day, there's over 2,000 people being killed, innocent people being killed. If this was any other demographic besides preborn children, there'd be an outrage. Like, our mm -hmm. lives would stop until this was ended. Our lives would stop until this was ended. So why aren't all of our lives stopping until this is ended? And I have made this comment to a group of people. They were probably annoyed with me, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to say it. Um, actually, it was a group <laughs> of my friends. And um, uh -huh. we were talking about it. And I didn't tell you this part, Savannah. I, I told you about the conversation earlier. But I said this to wrap up the conversation we were having. I was just... because. I had suggest I had made a comment that like, hey, yeah, we all should be doing something. And mm -hmm. someone made the comment like, oh, no, if I got involved, I'd want to. I'm so blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you truly believe abortion ends a human life, why would you not do something? I'm not asking you to go into an abortion clinic and pull out women and like, you know, <laughs> I'm not asking you to adopt to. Adopt every single person. Some people yeah. are called to that, but like you said, that's not for everyone. Yes, yes. No, some people are called to that. I'm not. I'm not knocking that method. Yeah. That's not for me, but I'm not knocking that method. <laughs> I'm not asking you to, you know, stand outside of a clinic and pray. Even I'm just saying, like, if you truly think some it's wrong, then why would you not do something? Um, and then you know, everybody got quiet. Um, but my whole point being is like that. I think is a mindset that like a lot of people don't have. And I think that's when we're talking with our friends, I think maybe challenging them. I'm glad I said that to them. Um, it was a really awkward because of the next morning we had talked about the abortion pill reversal. And in our group chat, I like linked abortionprocedures.com because people weren't really sure what like um, the abortion pills did. And I was like, not trying to make it awkward. I just want to, people ask what the abortion pill does. Here's the link, you guys. Nobody responded, but I was like, that's okay. Sometimes you got to make people uncomfortable. Sometimes you do. Um, and people need to know, like, that's my, a huge thing. People need to know you have to have these conversations, even if it's uncomfortable, because if you truly believe abortion is killing, abortion is murder, then why aren't you doing something, anything? Why not? Exactly. Exactly. That's a question for everybody. Yeah. You're not doing anything you don't like. I, I really do think if you aren't doing a single thing about thousands of homicides happening in our country every day you don't believe it's murder i would be, that's you know and that's what i've been thinking i'm like i wonder if they just really don't believe it's murder because i feel like you have to do something but then and i think i want to give them excuses because like there's i mean there's tons of pro-life pro-lifers i'm using quotes who probably aren't doing a thing either but i'm like no like if you truly believe it you have to do something because the thing is um when you know, all of this is said and done and our country has been now it's majority pro-life again and everybody realizes the horrors of abortion. I want to be able to tell my kids, my nieces, my friends' kids, my cousins, I did something. You know, mm -hmm. when they're looking in the history books, I can say, yeah, 
interview me for your project, for your history project. I was there. I did something. I don't know how that feels to be one of those people that says, well, yeah, someone did something. I'm glad it, glad everything worked out. Like, I just can't imagine just like watching from the sidelines. Right. And the fact is right now, no, and that's so true. And I mean, every time, every time anyone like mentions that, like, we're going to be able to tell our kids we're a part of history. Like, that just gives me chills. Yeah, but, <laughs> me too. It, it's so true. And also the fact is we don't know that everything is going to work out right now, right? We don't That's have true. these glasses to see, like we hope, but we don't, we can't see 50, 100 years in the future. We don't know that it's not going to just get worse. But I do True's believe true. that everyone who knows the truth right now, if everyone who knows that abortion kills a human life did something, if everyone just said something, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do think I there's there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope, and yeah, be at the march for life. Yes, all at the say, come to the march. <laughs> come to the march because, like, I'm sorry, but like this is the catalyst for the whole year. This mm-hmm. is where you you unite, you connect. Did you regenerate, rejuvenate it? Yeah, you connect with people who are like minded. You connect with people who might be local to you, right? And you say, hey, what are we going to do this year to protect life? This isn't just like a like a, a vacation to D.C. You know, this isn't just like a fun time to have with friends. This is a time to prepare your whole year. We make res- New Year's resolutions at the beginning of January. Well, in the middle of January, when we meet for the March for Life, we make resolutions on what we're going to do in the pro-life movement together. Mm-hmm. And like Savannah said earlier, too, I just want to reiterate, there's so many Excuse me, there's so many summits and conferences and things going on um, throughout the yeah. weekend. Students for Life has one. Um, if you consider yourself progressive, um, the progressive anti abortion who? When is that one? When is progressive? That one. Anti-abortion? Okay, that one. I know they're doing something on the 19th. Let me pull it up. Okay. One thing that that would be very helpful <laughs> maybe for next year is there are so many groups doing things and like you a can calendar being involved, but it would be nice to have a calendar of yes i agree also, also i mean every year things overlap you can't make everything but if you're even in the area like just there's stuff going on so with something that's going pow on. is doing something the 18th at 11 a.m they're going to be protesting at the dnc um and then on the 19th they're going to do a rally at the dc planned parenthood then they're going to do a rainbow pro-life alliance lunch and then they have a rescue meeting um and then also to vans for life is having kurt keep saying kurt franklin kurt cameron at an event at the um museum of the bible i know that one um and then on the 20th uh, Powell is having a uh, Democrats for Life for of Life of America breakfast. They're doing a March rally. Oh, they're going to show the film Battleground at eight thirty, and then they are doing they're doing an expo at the Cardinal O'Connor conference, um, and that's on Saturday. Students for Life also has a conference too. And there's just so many other things. There's um. There's this law group. Why can I not remember the name of the law group? Yes, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, but I don't know what it's called. There, there's a. If you're interested in there's law, tons look, of up, stuff. look up like Law Pro Life DC, and you'll find it. it's like a, it's like another summit. But I be- believe it's the same day as Students for Life, so you have to kind of pick which one to go to. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong about that. 
I no, I think but you're I, right. The point anyway. is, there's tons of things, you guys. There's and there's a great way to connect. There's a great way to learn. You're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna hear from tons of pro life um, speakers and advocates, and it's 110 percent um, worth it. It's totally yes. worth it. It's a good start. Um, I really, really hope to see tons of you there. If you uh, do come, if you do see me there, please say hey. I'd love to say hey. Take a fun picture. You um, really annoys me. I'm sure you have this happen to you too, Mallory. But like, you go to an event, right? And like, you see people, you say hi, and then you get a bunch of like messages on your Instagram that night. Hey, I saw you and like forgot to say hi. Or like, yeah, I, yeah. Really, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, just come say hi. Like, and like, I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm like, please do. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Interrupt me. Uh, another thing, too, is, and I'm so bad at this, I'll keep, like, looking at someone because I know them, and I'll just keep staring, and then I'll just have to I go over and be like, you know what? I can't remember your name, but I know I know you. Hello. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like we all do it, you know? Yeah. Like, the worst. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad, Mallory. I'm the worst with names. Oh, Absolutely names terrible. For some reason can't do it and it's like it's not because i don't care so if you're the same way just be like hey and i'll just be like hey and we'll figure out each other yeah <laughs> yeah and that's why a lot of times i'll be like hey i'm mallory just to remind people like hey, I'm mallory we've met before i try to do that to just to like you know make it like ease people's because i know right. I, I will forget a name i'll remember your face like i can if we went to summer camp in like 2002 i'll remember <laughs> your face your name couldn't tell you but that face i'll remember um keeping on the same topic of abortion i want to discuss with you what's going on with cvs and walgreens um two weeks ago we also talked about it on the podcast i have it's really been on my heart it's i think it's because it's really bothering me and it's i don't want to say scaring because you know god has given us a spirit of fear it just really has I guess bothering me about what's going to be going on at CBS and Walgreens. So I want to keep talking about it. I want us to keep having these conversations. I want us to continue to um, make this a priority in the sense of when you're thinking of like, oh, I need to post something pro-life related. This could be what you post because we just have to keep talking about it because I'm learning from friends that I have outside of pro-life world, which I think everyone who's super involved in pro-life world should have friends outside of pro-life world. Um, so if you don't work on that, um, but from learning from friends outside of pro-life world, a lot of people don't know some of this stuff. I had a, fr a conversation with a friend who didn't even know that abortion pills were a thing. And in my head, I'm like, okay, how do you not know that that's like, that's becoming so popular, but you know, if people aren't looking it out, if they consider themselves pro-life already and they haven't decided to do something about it, then they're not going to research it, blah, blah, blah. My point is, like, I think we should just keep talking about it. So we're going to keep talking about it on the podcast. Um, so now I'm going to read an article from CNBC. And then, Savannah, you can just give us your opinion. And this is about um, the CVS and Walgreens. They plan to sell abortion pill. Uh, mifeprestone at um, pharmacies after FDA rule chain. I'm just going to call it uh, MIF because I cannot pronounce that word. So just everybody know, MIF is mifeprestone, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, and I'm sorry. Please don't beat me I up. Think you're right. I think it's mifeprestone. 
Okay, I'm gonna call it myth. For the for the rest of this article, it'll be called myth. <laughs> Walgreens and CVS both plan to get certified to dispense the abortion pill myth to patients in states where abortion remains legal. The FDA dropped long-standing restrictions this week that prevented retail pharmacies from offering myth. Walgreens and CVS will sell the prescription abortion pill after the. Okay, that's literally the exact same sentence they wrote. Anyway, sorry. The decision was by the two largest drugstore chains in the U.S. will significantly expand access to MIF in states where abortion is legal. The companies cannot offer the pill in states that have completely banned abortion in the wake of the Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. Walgreens plans to be certified and is working through the registration and training of its pharmacists to dispense MIF consistent with federal and state law spokesperson Fraser Eggerman said. CVS also plans to get certified in states where it is legal to do so, spokesperson Amy Tabolt says. This means patients in many parts of the U.S. will effectively be able to obtain myth like other prescriptions, either in person at a retail pharmacy or through the mail. That's important. Patients will still need to obtain their prescription from a certified healthcare provider. Myth has become a central flashpoint in the political battle over abortion at the state level in the wake of Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Several conservative groups have asked a federal court in Texas to overturn the FDA's approval of myth. Mifstone is the most common way to terminate a pregnancy in the U.S. Some 51% of abortions were performed with myth in 2020. So two things, sorry, before you talk, um, I want to just make note of two things. They talked about how um, you can be able to get it in person um, or through the mail. And they talked about um, you had to have a certified health provider and about how 51% of the abortions were performed with this pill. And sorry, one other thing, I want to share this quick story. Um, Abby Johnson came to Charlotte last Friday and she did a showing of her and then there were a nun movie. Really good. If she does a showing in your town, you should definitely go see it. I even think she said she's, there's going to be showings in um, DC uh, at the March, some, throughout the weekend. I think that's what she said. Um, so if you can find a town, it's really good. I mean, we can talk about that in another episode. Anyway, so we could ask her questions at the end. Someone asked the questions about the pill. She explained that, um, so the abortion pill is, there's two parts to it. There's a part that um, kills your baby, and then there's a part that expels, helps expel the baby. So she was explaining that um, anyone can get a prescription. All you got to do, there's websites you can go to. They'll have, she said they'll have like a doctor in um, like, I think she said like Germany or um, Russia or some other place, some country way over there, write you a prescription and then send it to your pharmacy or even send it to a pharmacy in another country and that pharmacy mails it to you, right? So girls are doing this. A girl, so the scenario is a young girl who's scared. She's pregnant. She's scared. She doesn't want to tell anybody that she's pregnant. So she sneakily goes online to get these pills and she's just trying to do whatever she can to like get rid of this baby as soon as she can. And you cannot take these pills after 12 weeks because she explained that the first pill would kill your child. The second pill is supposed to expel your child. But she explained that like, if you are past 12 weeks, the pill might not be strong enough to expel it. So you could be walking around. It's just so sad with like, 
your child passed in your body and you really wouldn't know because the, in this scenario, this little girl or this young girl is hasn't told anyone what's going on. She hasn't really done her research because she's in a moment of crisis and fully thinking and she could just be walking and then all of a sudden die from sepsis. So um, this is so dangerous. This is so as dangerous as scary. This needs to be stopped and we need to, um, if you can, and I think CVS and Walgreens is going to be a lot easier to boycott boycott than like, you know, people are saying boycott Disney and Starbucks. I think CVS and Walgreens is a lot easier and you see it's more direct. It is that money is going directly to it as opposed to, you know, second or third hand. This, if you mm-hmm. shop at Walgreens and CVS, it's pretty much directly going toward that. Anyway, um, there's going to be a lot of people who are boycotting um, Walgre- um, Walgreens. I know Powell is doing something. I think Students for Life is doing something as well. Go to their website, see what you can do to get involved. Savannah, what are your thoughts? I mean, so so much, so much, right? <laughs> when, has a, when has a pharmacy ever sold something that is meant to murder like it's, right it's, like, it's causing harm <laughs> it's not to, you're taking this to kill your child there are so many there are we are going to see so like it's going to be literally like a horror movie like I i'm know. convinced it's going to be like a horror movie because first of all first of all so many people i talk to think the abortion pill is one pill and they think it works like plan b like they oh, think my. it's just like something you take and the baby magically disappears. You literally go into labor. Yeah. Like you go into labor, you get cramps, you go into labor early. Very early. Second of all, like you said, nobody's gonna know how far along these girls are. No. Right? Nobody's gonna know how far along these girls are. And these girls are gonna be so desperate, right? You know, we know that when these girls are in crisis pregnancies, I've talked to so many people in crisis pregnancies, you're not thinking straight. They're going to say, oh, like only 12 weeks. Oh, I'm like 14, 15 weeks long. Like, that's fine, right? Like, that's yeah. fine. Take it and see what happens, right? Nobody does their research and knows that you, you're you supposed to be dispelling a baby. <laughs> like, they're going to take it, feel like crap for a few days and be like, oh, this is fine. Then what happens when they get sepsis? Then what happens when they get deathly ill, when they die from this because they don't want to tell anyone that they're feeling bad because they know what they took? Mm -hmm. Who's responsible? The pharmacies? Like, who's responsible for a double homicide? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's essentially, and such a good point. Because it was honestly so ironic this weekend. I, I nanny this little girl on the weekends and Every weekend, we start out our day, almost every weekend, with, we go to, she has, her house is like a five-minute walk from both a CVS and a Walgreens, and she always wants to get, like, snacks and, like, random little crafts, and those are the two places that we walk to. So this Saturday, you know, we go, and we walk into Walgreens. She found some of the stuff, didn't find some of it, then we went to CVS, and then we went home. I'm just like, okay, when this girl is old enough to um, get pregnant, hopefully, Pray God she remains pure, does not have sexual marriage, all this stuff. But in our culture, you never know. You never know. She gets pregnant. Where is she going? To those exact stores. To those stores that are right on her street corner to get an abortion pill without any any concept of, you know, it's just, it's you cannot make this this easy. This yeah. is not abortion, you know, when necessary. Abortion, 
uh, safe, legal, and, and rare. Safe, legal, and rare. Yeah. This is literally abortion on your street corner. This is abortion yeah. with absolutely no help, no aftercare for women. Nobody would ask women to go into labor by themselves without being checked out by a, by a doctor. And yet we're right. literally handing a woman something over the counter. She doesn't know what this is going to do. That's the thing that I just think is going to be the most horrible about this. Do women know that that's what the abortion pill is supposed to do? That they're supposed to go into labor? No. No. They're going to think it's some sort of contraception. And, I mean, you know, Mallory, like, we, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how to say this, but, like, I don't follow, like, when I'm taking vitamin C, sometimes I take three tablets. Like, I don't follow Fair. that. You're being honest. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do the same thing. I don't always look at, if it's Tylenol, yeah. Yeah, same. If my headache's bad enough, this should work. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, though, you guys. We're not promoting. We're just being honest. We're just being honest. But, you know. When we're, in a, when we're going through pain, right? So what's to say, okay, the woman takes the abortion pill, right? Yeah. Then she still feels sick. Oh, I, I have to take another abortion pill. Yeah. Like, what? It's just so, so, so messed up. It's just beyond comprehension that we have pharmacies offering abortion yeah i so i watched a documentary <laughs> like, oh go ahead no go ahead well i was gonna say i watched a documentary a couple weeks ago or probably a couple months ago at this point it was on my vice actually and you know vice is very liberal um mm -hmm. the point that they were making is the same point we're making but we're making it for different reasons um so one of the reporters went across the border to mexico to pharmacies to try to see if she can get abortion pills so she went to two separate pharmacies. One pharmacy told her, like, yeah, take these pills, take one every hour or something like that. Another oh, pharmacy I did hear about this, I think from you. Yes. All the and, different you were talking yeah. your different instructions. Yes, yes. So it's like there's so many um things that can go wrong. You're not even thinking, you're just taking these things. Okay, you're trusting. All right, this random doctor that I don't know prescribed this many. Okay, I guess I'll just take this. And you're not, people just aren't. Um, they're not, it's just, there's so much room for error, so much room for error. And it's not just hurting, it's not just going to hurt the baby, which is their objective. That's why they're doing the abortion. It's going to hurt women. It's going to right. hurt, it's going to kill women. It's, it's going, exactly. It's going to, I'm convinced, you know, when this came out, it's just when, when we heard about this and all this stuff, the only thing I could think of was, you know, in like 50 years, hopefully sooner than that. All of our documentaries on Netflix are going to be the horrible things that happened when abortion just got out of control. Yeah. It's out of control. You yeah. know, there may have been a point. There was a point in history when abortion was legal and rare. It was never safe because it always involved the killing of a child. But there mm -hmm. was a point when people, I truly believe there was a point when there were some feminists, right, who wanted abortion they wanted access to abortion, but they didn't want it how it was now. Yeah. I think that every single original pro-choice, pro-abortion feminist would be absolutely appalled at what is happening. This I'm, is not safety for women. Yeah. This is not safe for women. This is obviously not safe for their children, but this is absolute abuse of women by our society. Yeah. And even if you talk to... Okay, so there's just how there's pro-life people who are like super into it. There's also pro-choice people who are super into it. And pro-choice mm -hmm. people who are super apathetic. If you talk to, I think, the average pro-choicer, not the ones at the march, not the ones yes. you're doing interviews with, but just the average 
pro-choicer that you, you know, go to the supermarket with, they're going to say this is, oh, like, you tell them this, like, okay, this is not a good idea. Because people recognize that. Whether you believe, you know, well, she does want it, I guess she mm-hmm. should do it. Whether you believe that or not, you're going, if you hear the fact of the matter is, it's going to be dangerous. People are not going to know. You're going to think this is wrong. But there's so many people who are so loud on the pro-choice side that it just keeps getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I did an interview um, once again months ago for this um, program. And uh, in the interview, the lady she that I was like, I was pro-life, she was pro-choice. She was saying, because I, I made a comment about like um, how it targets poor people, this, this, and that. And she said something like, you know what? Like, I think anybody should have it. Like, I'm tired of the oppression or the abortion Olympics. Whether you are poor or not, you should be able to have. If you want to have one, you should just have it. Doesn't matter how old, how far along you are. If you don't want a child, you don't want a child. And I was like, okay, that's it's just like that's radical. Mo- that's too much. Right. That's, yeah. And you know, and this is not necessarily the same exact thing. But when I so this summer I moved from Chicago to Florida this past spring. And this summer I went back up right after Roe was overturned to help with the media and stuff. My job at Illinois Right to Life, and we did man on the streets videos in Chicago. And for anyone who knows Illinois, you know that Illinois is extremely radical, no health inspections required, uh, oh, wow. no parental notification even oh, for wow. these abortion clinics. They're, they're crazy. It's, it's, it's it, like I said, it's going to be part of the whole horror movie that is going to be made once, <laughs> once wow. this is all under control. But I was, I was talking to the people on the streets, you know, of Chicago, and there's like millions and thousands of people, right? Mm-hmm. And they were all, when I told them about this, they were like, wait, that's happening here? Like, that's happening here? That's not what we wanted. Yeah. Like, that's not at all what we wanted. Yeah. We wanted to at least be regulated. Yeah. Abortion is regulated. It's out, out of control. That's I, I don't even know how else to say besides the fact that um, just when we think it can't get worse, it does get worse, but it is getting better in some ways in the fact that... Yeah, let's end it on a positive. <laughs> what are yes, some positive things? <laughs> I know, right? We're talking about all this stuff. Um, well, I mean, it's it's true, right, Mallory? Like, yeah, it who is. Thought, first of all, who would have thought that Roe versus Wade would have been overturned in our lifetime? Yeah. Like, nobody. If you talk to... I love talking to people who have been in the pro-life movement since, like, the beginning because... They, I feel like, just have so much perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we see it on a day-to-day basis and we see all the bad things that are going on and we don't have, like, a holistic perspective of how none of them thought that Roe would be overturned in our lifetime. You know, this is, like, I feel like we didn't even, like, it's even more of a victory than we made it out to be, you know? It's, yeah. This is incredible. This is huge. But we... It's a stepping stone. It's not the ultimate victory. It's not, oh, now that Roe is overturned, we're done. Roe is literally a blockade for what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Roe is a blockade for protecting and creating a culture of life. Yeah. Now we have the obligation to create that culture of life. Um, and people are doing it. There are more young people than ever who are waking up. I literally had a pod- did a podcast episode the other day with this girl, this 16-year-old girl, who, at long story short, literally changed her mind on abortion during the podcast. Wow. Absolutely beautiful to see how when you tell people the truth, when you tell young women the truth, they want to hear it and they're empowered by it. Yes. And to piggyback off of that, like the truth will set you free. That's just a matter of fact. I think if 
someone wants to hear the truth, they're willing to listen to the truth, it does make a difference. Because the fact of the matter is people are not hearing the truth. If you are not telling your group of friends, if you are not saying something at your church, if you are not speaking up on social media, there are people who will not hear it. There are people who do not know. And I think that, like, coming to that realization has just really given, like, you um, lit a fire under me once again. Just letting people know. Once people know, then they change their mind or they're going to, especially if they're Christian, they're going to feel convicted. I mean, there's people who, uh, I've told you guys about this one person I was talking to. She agreed that they feel pain. She agreed that they had a heartbeat. And then she says, so what? Someone like that, that's between them and God. I'm sorry. And, exactly. and then you know, right? And, and, and then, then also yeah. you know. Yep. Okay, you, you agree. It's a human being. She knows. And it's, a human being, and it's okay. It's okay to kill them. That's she her knows. position. Yep. And the problem is when they don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She, when, you know. God forbid something happens, she goes up to God, she can tell God that herself, you know? Right. God forbid, I, I pray that God softens her heart. Yeah, it's not on me. I told her. I told her, and she said she believed me. So, God, I did all I could. I washed my hands of her, and I'll pray for her, but there's nothing more I can do. And that's all you can do is just tell people the truth. Just continue to tell people the truth. I mean, I pray for her. She unfollowed me weeks ago, so... <laughs> But, but also, Melody, like what, and you know, I kind of, I think this is kind of a cool thing to end with too, you guys. What I love about Mallory's podcast, what I love about a lot of us young women who are, who are involved is like, this is, we are part of the most extraordinary movement ever. We are yes. part of a human rights advocacy movement. Human rights. We're part of a mission to empower women again and to stop this treatment of like to actually empower women, right? Mm -hmm. Right now. We're being told that we need abortion and we're literally proving to society that we don't. Yes. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like we said before, we get caught up in this, like all this like bad news. Like there's always bad news. There's always going to be bad news in this life. There's always going to be bad things that happen, but we can't get caught up in that because we're, we're at a higher level, right? We're at a level of, we know the truth. We know what's good. And we know that we will win in the end. Mm -hmm. And so we need to, operate on that attitude every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to Amen. operate with that attitude, with the attitude of knowing that we, that we have the truth. When we, when we talk to people, when we have these conversations, it, it's not, it's not always easy. It's nerve wracking a lot of the time when you're, especially when you're meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I think I talked about this on my other podcast with you, maybe not, but I've talked about this before. When I moved down to Florida, it was hard because when I introduced myself and people asked me what I did, I had a choice. I could either tell them that I did communications, right? That'd be easy. Oh, I do communications for a company in Chicago. Or I could tell them that I worked in the pro-life movement. That's not as easy. Yeah. And so when I, and also I got a tattoo on my arm that says 1972 and 2022. I'm in Florida. We're wearing tank tops all the time, right? Everybody sees that. Everybody asks. There comes a point in your life when you have to make the choice on if you're going to stand up for what you believe in mm -hmm. or if you're not going to. Mm -hmm. And you can't have it both ways. You can't mm -hmm. be inconsistent about it, right? And I think it's just a cool note to end on that this is just, we have to not get caught up in all this, all the bad stuff that's happening mm -hmm. because we know that we will win in the end and we know that we're operating on the side of truth and beauty and goodness and 
like there's no more joyful way to live, you know? Amen. Living in the truth and knowing that no matter what, God is on our side. God is exactly. on the side uh, that we're on. So even through persecution, even through uncomfortableness, even through friend loss, God is on our side. Not only mm-hmm. that, you have other people. You have us, the two of us. You have so literally thousands. Yeah. 100% would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And-, and double message me because if anybody knows me, you know I do not respond. So double message me. Um, if you have ever messaged me and I, I didn't know respond. Valerie, but my Instagram messages get um, censored. Do you ever have that? Sometimes, and then I'll get like, yeah. and I was talking to Culture of Life Fashion about because they get this too. And then I'll get like 15 messages about the pro-life movement, like, in like weeks later so if yeah. that's why i'm not responding like double message me too because a lot of the times instagram might be like oh that says something about being pro-life we're yeah. not gonna let her see that yet it's so yeah <laughs> okay so anyway, we, ha- we, hope oh. all, we hope to see you all at the march for life and definitely come up to us 110 percent. we have one last <laughs> quick story um it's a story It'll be like five minutes. And I've been trying to talk about this, you guys, for like two or three weeks. But as you know, if you ever listen to Those Are the Girls, it's never short because we just get talking and we get excited and blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Really quick. So this is about the Idaho murder. This is, as you guys know, we've been doing like kind of weird science-y things. And I find this very interesting. Samantha, tell me what you think. So they found the Idaho suspect through genetic genealogy. Um, the DNA database have been highlighted and reports the arrest of a, of the Moscow, Idaho quadruple murder suspect was aided by genetic genealogy. Moscow police announced last week a Washington State University grad, Brian Kovanger, has been arrested in connection with the death. Uh, Jed Match shares information with law enforcement in certain instances. It changed in policy in 2019, so users have to opt in for their information to be accessible to police. When users select the opt, the public opt-in option, their DNA will be compared with kits submitted by law enforcement to identify perpetrators of violent crimes. The kits do not get run against ones uploaded by the authorities to find violent crime perpetrators if, they, if users choose the public opt-out option. Selecting private prevents all matching. Law enforcement is not allowed to use gen match per service Per terms of service, a spokesperson said they're required to use GenMatch Pro, which is a purpose-built digital portal for forensic use. The upload process for GenMatch Pro allows investigators to compare DNA kits from unidentified human remains against the entire GenMatch database and compare DNA kits from violent crimes such as sexual assault and homicide against a limited set of DNA kits in the GenMatch database that have actively been selected to opt in. Uh, yeah, so that's all. I'll link that article. Uh, essentially, so they're using like websites to like match people through genealogy to find like murderers. And I listened to this lady who she doesn't run this website, but there's another website that does it. She was on Megan Kelly's podcast, and she was explaining how she found all of these different murderers um, from people like someone who was murdered like the 80s or something. They finally found the killer, and the um, I think the killer is like 70 something. So it really I mean, they've already lived their life, but um, the point is, though, like, it's giving people closure. Sometimes, also, too, they're able to identify bodies, so, like, you know, one of your family members disappears, you know, maybe has mental health issues and disappears, and you never see them 30 years later, and there's, like, you know, in Indiana, 
um, an unidentified body and you guys live in Connecticut and then all of a sudden get this call, hey, we found your relative. So you can get closure too. So it's really cool. It's also kind of like weird. How do you feel about it's it? It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because like I've used, I don't know about you, but like I've used, I did the whole 23 and me. I was nervous about that. They've yeah. used um, to like get my ancestry and all that stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know. My opinion might change, but it, you know, it's, it's good. Like they, they found a murder. I keep <laughs> thinking like it feels weird. Like it feels weird. Like, ooh, heebie jeebies. But at the same time, I'm like, but they found the murderer. They're helping people reconnect. I'm like trying to figure out what's the punchline. Like what I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> if anyone has any opinions on it, like I feel I kind of feel like there's something I'm missing because Me too. Because <laughs> it feels <laughs> wrong, but it's like it's helping people. The other thing is too, it's funny because Mallory was like, Oh, I want to talk about the I don't home murder case. And I do not. Mallory likes true crime stuff. I hate it. I cannot <laughs> handle it. I do not need that stress in my life that stresses me out but i followed the idaho murders case because like it was just it's so relatable Mm -hmm. if you're like a young woman if you're like a group of friends you have a group of friends who like hang out a lot like go out to parties go out you it's relatable guys like Mm -hmm. they came home that night they went to bed you know, they were, there were a ton of people. They didn't even think, they didn't lock their door, right? Was that one of the things or maybe they did? I think they did. I have been following not as close as I normally follow other stuff. Cause to be they honest, like, I don't like to follow things going like, on. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I've done that so many times. I've gone out with friends, gone back to their house. We probably left the door unlocked because there's a ton of us. There's a group of us. We think it's going to be fine. It's just so the evil and the like, like, Mallory was kind of talking about this before. Like, did he have a murder to kill those exact people? You mean a no, plan? Did he have a plan? Sorry, sorry not a murder. <laughs> did he have a motive oh, okay. to kill those exact people? Not necessarily, right? Did he kill them absolutely brutally? Yes. Like, uh, it's just, it's so, it's very scary. It's very scary. And it's especially scary because it's just so relatable. Like, it's so, that situation could happen with anyone this girl was scrolling on tiktok right at night going to sleep you know it's like this is it's real life this yes. stuff happens be careful we have to absolutely couple things we have to absolutely be careful we have to use discernment you know we have to also too and this could just be me and my personality what helps me not and i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but what helps <laughs> me not be so stressed about it is like Especially if it was random, there's nothing they could have done. So, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm so- <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. You're like, so I'll just be resigned to it if it happens. Like, to me. I, I hate this. Like, you know, fight back. Everybody fight back. But, like, you know, right. if they could, like, I mean, you hear about so many people did everything correct. There's this lady who um, just straight up disappeared uh, and in another state, I don't want to say the state. She straight up disappeared, and um, <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say. She disappeared. Go out tonight. We cannot have this end on this note. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just gonna say, but I'm gonna like make it positive. And she, according to her parents, she did everything right when um construct or like when landlords and construction workers were coming to her house. And ladies, is something you need to make sure you're doing, uh, especially if you're living by yourself. First of all, don't tell people you're living by yourself. But if you are, um, 
open the door. If let's say maintenance guy is coming into your apartment, open the door and just be on the phone with somebody. Even if you're not really on the phone with somebody, pretend like you are and keep the door open. So if the maintenance guy is coming to fix your shower, the door is open. You're standing by the door. Yeah, dad. I know. Going shooting was so great last weekend. Yep. <laughs> I keep my gun with me the whole time, dad. Don't you worry. Okay, dad, you're going to come by with your gun too. Yeah, but we can practice, you know, be on the phone. No, but. <laughs> We could do a whole episode on safety tips for girls. Another thing that I just heard, honestly, maybe we should. That would be really cool. I was just thinking but, that. <laughs> um, another thing, because I have so many things, but I have to go in a few minutes. But another yeah. thing that I that I heard recently through, I don't know, I think it had something to do with the Idaho murders. But make sure, like, if you have a party and you have people you don't necessarily know very well, make sure after they're gone, your windows are all locked. Because people apparently will come in, open a window while they're at a party to come back later. And sneak through the window. That's crazy. So, Would have never thought of and, that. That's good. Ooh. And like, I mean, not that I have parties with people that I don't know over all the time, but you know, sometimes you don't know the people very well. Yeah. And that's just like a tip that like you wouldn't think about. Like I don't look every night to make sure my window's locked. Never. You know? Yeah. When I lived by my I used to live in an apartment by myself and for my birthday one year, I just invited every single person I knew when I had moved to the town. Didn't know anyone well at all. It was just literally, I was like, I want people here. And I didn't even think to do something like that. So that's a good tip. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good tip. Okay. Um, Is there anything you want to add really quick? And then... um, I don't know. I just know that every time we have these podcasts, I could... We could talk for a I long know. time. So. There's like a couple more things you want to say, but that's okay. Uh, we can talk another time. Savannah, tell everybody how they can follow you and connect with you. So you can follow me on Instagram at Sav Speaks Life. Um, and then you could also, you can also follow my podcast. I have a podcast, yes. Classy Chicks Podcast at Classy Chicks Pod on Instagram. And yeah, I really hope to see everybody at the March for Life, honestly. So thank you so much for having me on, Mallory. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming on. Love having you on. And everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, review, subscribe, all of the things. Um, And you can listen to us whenever, however you listen to podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of the day, night, evening, however, and wherever you're listening. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.